Hi, you guys. Welcome back to the Authentically Alive podcast with your host, Kennedy. Um, I'm so excited for today, and I really just want to talk about what God has been teaching me. I know last week, um, or like last podcast, I had talked about how I was going to explain the importance of hearing God and how you can hear God and why it's important. And so I would definitely will like put that in here, here and there, or maybe even just at the end, like a few points of why that's important and how to hear God. But I really just want to talk about what he's been laying on my heart because I feel such a fire and such a pull for this specific topic. So I don't want to talk about anything else but this because I just know that it could help so many people and set so many people from just being delivered from shame and condemnation and like understanding God on a whole new level. Because what I'm going to talk about today is something that we as Christians all know. But these past two weeks, God has really allowed me to really know it. Like I have gained so much wisdom. And so I kind of just want to teach you what God's been teaching me. And I just pray that this blesses somebody. We're really going to talk about what Jesus did on the cross and we're going to talk about the old covenant and what they did for the day of atonement and like how they sacrificed themselves to like be forgiven and why Jesus coming was so significant and why Jesus sacrificing himself on the cross covers all of us and covers all of our past present and future sins and how beautiful it is because the more that we understand God and the more that we understand how much he loves us and how much we truly are forgiven the more We are able to love him. When you understand God's love for you, it makes it so easy to love God because you feel so comfortable with him. You feel so safe. You feel so seen. You feel so heard. Like when you know for sure that you are a daughter or son of the most high, you start walking different. You start walking with confidence. You start walking because you know that you are blessed and highly, oh my gosh, blessed and highly favored. And so I really just want to do that. I just want to pour into you guys um, the things that have been helping me because I know so many people will gain a lot from this conversation today. So we're going to jump right in because I also want to say I 100% spiritual warfare is a thing, but sometimes I don't think it's spiritual warfare. I just think it's lack of knowledge, lack of wisdom, and no discipline. So Sometimes it's not even warfare that you're going through. You just need to get some wisdom. You just need to get some self-control. You just need to get some discipline and you need to read God's word. Um, So let's get into it. I want to talk about specifically Hebrews 9 and I'm going to first just start explaining the old covenant. So and I'm also like I took so many notes when God like revealed all this to me. So I'm going to be reading off of there and just kind of going from that. But in Hebrews 9, 4, it says, was a gold jar containing the manna, Aaron's staff, and the tablets of the covenant. And so what I want to get into is the old covenant. So what happened was the high priest once a year would go into the most holy place. So the tabernacle was like a place and then behind the veil was the holiest of holies. And only the high priest was allowed to go in there once a year and that was um the day of atonement so the day of forgiveness and he would bring blood for himself and for the sins of others and so on that day they were forgiven of their sins because the blood took away god's sight from their sin and so when god looked upon them they he no longer saw their sin he saw the blood that was sacrificed and that was offered up 
so getting into that, even that itself explains how much Jesus loves us and how the blood of Jesus truly covers all of you. So an imperfect being, the high priest at the time would go in, offer blood for not only himself, but the sins of others and their, their, their sins would be forgiven. They would be wiped away. And so imagine how much more the blood of Jesus covers. The blood of Jesus covers everything that we could never pay for. And that is why when God looks upon me, when, when God looks upon you and everyone else, he doesn't see our sin. He sees the blood of Jesus. And it's one of those things where it's like, duh, like we know that. But when you truly understand that when God looks at you, he sees the blood of his son that covers all of your sins. And that is why God is able to hold no record of wrong. That is why God in Hebrews 8, 12 also says, I will forgive their wrongdoing and never again will I remember their sins because the payment has been paid. There is nothing that we can do can, that can separate our love. That There's nothing that we can do that can separate God's love from us. And when you know that in your heart with no doubt, you walk with such a confidence knowing that nothing you can do can separate you from the love of God. Yes, disobedience and all those things, that's not saying you can go out and abuse the grace of God and do whatever you want to do. But it is such a beautiful thing to know how loved you are by the God of this universe, the creator of this universe, and the creator of you. You start to walk different. You start to ask for things because you know he's a good father. You start to pray those dangerous prayers because you know who's on your side. You start to walk with so much confidence because you know that if something's not working out, God is ultimately going to work it out in the end. Um, so it just comes down to trusting him. And when you don't trust him, that he is who he says he is, that he's the provider, that he is the lover, that he is the comforter, that he is the healer. When you don't trust that is who he is, you will always seek out those things in other worldly possessions and those become idols. And then that is when your relationship with God starts to like deteriorate because he can't be where sin is. He is so holy that he can't be around sin. So when you are living in sin, God can't be a part of it. So, okay, when you really put it into perspective at the tabernacle, like the old covenant, the sacrifice was made outside of the veil at the altar, but the atoning, the forgiving work, the forgiving blood was brought in the most holy place, which represented the throne of God. And this just makes everything click why Jesus had to die here on earth, outside of heaven, among sinful men, but then the payment his death made had to be satisfied in heaven itself. So when you compare the two, the old covenant and the new covenant, you understand why certain things had to happen the way that it happened. Jesus had to die here on earth outside of heaven and then the payment be satisfied in heaven. And it's so beautiful when you truly understand and start to grasp wisdom of how much God loves you because God came in the flesh willingly to become a man that walks this earth full of sin, full of evil, full of just all these emotions, felt all the things that we felt, was tempted with all the things that we were tempted with, yet without sin. 
and then gave himself up. God in the flesh, sacrificing himself for you. If it was only for you, he still would have done it. And that is the most beautiful, most reassuring, most comforting love that you could ever be a part of. A love that loved you before you even loved yourself. A love that loved you before you even loved God. A love that loved you before you even, before God even knew that you would choose him. God did all of this in hopes that you would choose him. (laughs) That is such a cool and amazing love to be a part of. Without Jesus, we would literally all be doomed. And I know that like that is so self-explanatory, but truly when you think about it, that without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. So without Jesus's blood being shed out and poured out for us, there would be no forgiveness. Like without blood, no forgiveness happens. And so without Jesus, we would all be stuck in separation from God. And that is the most scariest thing that you could think of and it even puts it into perspective too because it shows you that your sin can't be you know paid by good works or good deeds or a good lifestyle or even death but only by blood and Jesus loved us so much that he supplied the blood that we would need that would cover all of our sins so that we never have to come up with a payment ourselves, because we are imperfect beings and we could never pay that payment And that itself makes me want to just run after God with everything that I have in me and leave everything behind. Um, Because that's when you can get stuck in trying to bring up these sacrifices and these offerings to God because you messed up and you sinned and you feel so bad and, and shame and condemnation is taking over your mind. So you start to do good works and all these things, but good works were never supposed to be to earn something. Good works should be coming from the overflow of joy and gratitude in your heart. Good works should never be to get right standing with God because if you truly know who God is, we already have right standing with him because of the work that his son did on the cross. And that itself is the beautiful gift that we could ever have, the gift of grace, the gift of forgiveness, and the gift of mercy that are to never be taken for granted but to always be reminded of how grateful we truly are that we never have to pay a payment that we could never pay. Um, And I think that even goes into, where is it at? Because I wrote it down how it makes sense why, oh, I think it's on um, my phone. Okay, I couldn't remember what I said, so I just went and grabbed my phone so that I didn't butcher it completely. But it says in Hebrews 9.26, it says, But now he has appeared one time at the end of ages for the removal of sin by the sacrifice of himself. And it says, This principle of sacrifice explains why the suffering of hell must be eternal for those rejecting the atoning work of Jesus. They are in hell to pay the penalty of their sin, but we are not Jesus. We are imperfect human beings, so we are unable to make a perfect payment. And if a payment is not perfect, then it has to be continual and constant. So that is why hell is eternal, because you can never pay the payment that is due to cover your sin, Um, because that is what Jesus did on the cross. And so if you reject that, you reject the payment that you need to be forgiven. And going back to like the whole working for good deeds, working f- to be forgiven, trying to do all these things so that I can feel good and the relief can come. The Day of Atonement back in the Old Covenant, they, let me find the verse. 
um, Hebrews 9, 7 says, which he offers for himself the blood and for the sins of the people they had committed in ignorance. So this day, their aim and their main focus um, was the sins of the people done in ignorance because it was assumed that, quote, known sins would be taken care of through regular sin offerings and daily sacrifices. And so this day was specifically for the sins done in ignorance. But Jesus Jesus's work on the cross is sufficient to atone for both the sins we do in ignorance and the sins that we know we're doing. And that's beautiful itself, but don't take that and run with it and be like, okay, well, he knows I'm going to sin. Or if I sin, I'm forgiven already because then that's just abusing the grace of God. And that's not cool. He don't think that's cool. That's not what we should be doing. But we can have hope that when we do fall short and if we do fall short, it is already covered. And so when you spend hours asking forgiveness, trying to do these good works, just trying to get some sense of relief, trying to get your head above water, you are creating just this this war for yourself that doesn't need to be happened because if you know the second that you ask for forgiveness that you are forgiven and that is wiped away and that when God looks upon us that he sees his son Jesus which is perfect and blameless and pure you don't like you don't keep running in circles trying to attain something that has already been given to you like the gift is right in front of you all you have to do is open it and receive it every time you mess up you just have to receive the gift of forgiveness because Jesus, God knew that we would fall short. And so he paid the price before we even had to. Like he set it up perfect for us. And that is something to be so confident in and have so much hope and faith in. And understanding that will help you in the long run. Because um, shortly after this in Hebrews 10, Hebrews ten eighteen, it says, Now where there is forgiveness of these, there is no longer an offering for sin. And so when you truly understand that you are forgiven and the work has been, I mean, the, the payment has been paid, you're able to forgive yourself easier. You're able to love God easier and you're able to receive God's love better because you know it's something worth being a part of. And understanding how much God loves you makes loving him that much easier. When you understand everything that I've been talking about, you see yourself as someone who was worthy enough to die for, and that alone makes you move differently. You no longer settle for things that you know you shouldn't be a part of. You no longer settle for relationships, for jobs, for any of that, because you know that God sent his son to die for you. And that's nothing to play with. You are nobody to play with because you have so much purpose and God loves you so much. He loves all of us so much that you don't settle for the bare minimum because you're not a bare minimum girl or guy. I have mainly girl listeners. That's why I'm saying that. But someone dying for you says it all. And... I think by understanding and getting wisdom of God, we can start to see him as the God that he truly is and have so much awe and reverence for him that loving him is so fun. Like, I'm so serious, you guys. When you step into 
the role that he has always wanted you to step into and see yourself the way that he sees you, loving him is the best thing that you could ever do for yourself. Getting in his presence is so beautiful. Um, When you live in expectation and expectation because you know who he is and you know that he is a faithful God, when you go into that quiet time with him, when you start to read his word, you start to feel his presence and you start to feel him in that moment because you are expecting him to be there because you know that his word stands and his word also says when we draw near to him, he draws near to us. So when you draw near to him every time and you truly believe that God is who he said he says he is, you expect him to draw near and that is how you feel his presence and that is how you feel the comfort and the love that you need. And like I said in the beginning, I would kind of touch on like how to hear from God and why it's important. One, if you want to hear from God, read his word, like his living word. This word speaks for itself. The more that you read his word, the more that it will read you. So that is my first thing that I would always say, read his word to hear God's voice. You will hear everything and he will speak to your heart. Pray before you read, pray, open up your heart, ask God to speak specifically to your situation to speak to you in a way that you can understand and to reveal anything that he needs you to know. So pray before that, set the area, welcome him, praise him, worship him before getting into his word. Um, so I would say that and the, and why, like why it's important is because he dictates our life. He is the author and the finisher, the beginning and the end. We need him for everything. We need him to love God. We need God to serve God. We need God to worship God. We need God to love people. We need God to love ourselves. Like without God, we can do nothing. We are nothing apart from God. So that is enough said for why it's important and it's also important because when you have decisions that you don't know what to do when you have relationships that you're confused on you can go to God with confidence knowing that he will give you an answer that he will give you the best answer because sometimes I think that we think that we know what we're doing but we don't we don't know as much as the creator of us knows and so go to him ask him those questions even if you're confused bring your confusion him bring your hurt bring your anger bring your bitterness bring all of it to god and lay it at the feet of jesus and leave it at the altar and let him do a healing work on you let him show you how much he loves you let him show you where he wants you to go let him provide those relationships that you need because he will do it he finds so much joy and just delight when we seek him and when we draw near to him, even telling him about our days, telling him about how today went and what I'm upset about or like I got so excited because this, even though he knows everything and he was with us every second of the day, he loves hearing from you. He loves your voice. You are irresistible irresistible to him. And when you start to get into his, into his presence, knowing those things 100% without a doubt, you start to experience him in a whole different way in a way that you no one can even explain like it is just something that you have to experience for your own and for yourself but that is how you get into the presence of God is first by knowing who God is and believing that with everything in your heart because it will set you up for success it will lead you down all the right paths and it will correct you like even coming to him Sometimes there's things you don't want to hear, but he's going to tell you it because he knows that you need to heal from it. He knows that you need to learn from it. And he knows that that is not how he created you to be. 
Um, so when you're reading conviction, it's a very good thing. His discipline is a very good thing. A good father or a good mother is always going to discipline their kids, not because they don't like them, not because they're rude, but because they love them so much that they want them to achieve everything that they have set out for them, that they want them to walk into everything and they want them to be their best selves. And so God's discipline is something to be so grateful for and to not look upon it as, oh, he's so rude. There's so many rules. No, God's discipline is the most beautiful thing that he has given us because it keeps us in check. Somebody needs to keep us in check. So that's what I would say. I also want to end on, since we're kind of just talking about trusting God and believing in God, I want to talk about Hebrews eleven nineteen really quick. And it says, he considered God to be able even to raise someone from the dead. Therefore, he received him back. And this is talking about when God asked Abraham to bring his son Isaac up for the offering. And this verse just speaks so much volume because when God asked Abraham to do this, Abraham did it without question. The next morning, got up, went to where he was supposed to go, and was ready to literally kill his son for God. Like, there was no question or no hesitation. And this verse explains why. He literally said he considered God to be able to raise someone from the dead. And I truly think this is because Abraham believed that God told him that your offspring will be traced through Isaac. So he believed and trusted God so much that even though the person that his offspring would be traced through, which was Isaac, is being asked to be put up on the like the altar for the offering, Abraham didn't even question it because he trusted God. He trusted God so much that even if God was asking for Isaac, he just assumed that God would bring him from the dead, that God would raise him again. Like he knew that he would walk away with his son and he had so much faith. So even when his circumstance or his situation didn't look like what God promised, he never questioned it. He never doubted it. He never even hesitated. Like he went knowing. And sure enough, Abraham never killed Isaac, but it's that act of trusting God even when he's asking you to do something that seems so far from what he told you when he gives you a word when he gives you a promise and then he asks you to do something else and you're like hold on wait that doesn't make sense why would I do that that's not bringing me this way that's not bringing me closer this way all these things don't question it God knows God sees all God knows all and he would never tell you to do something that's going to hurt you. He would never tell you to do something that's going to go back on his word. God does not change his mind. He does not go back on his word. He is a promise keeper and you can have faith and assurance in that. There's no need to question somebody that doesn't lie. There's no need to question somebody that has never failed you. There's no need to question somebody that sent his son to die for you. And I know easier said than done, but I just have such a fire because I struggled so much with this of understanding myself and Christ and understanding his love for me because I always felt unloved. I always felt like I had to do the right things to be loved. And a lot of this plays from my childhood and just like past relationships that I've had. And so I've always felt like I had to bring my best self and that poured into my relationship with God. It poured into the sense of I wasn't showing up as myself because I was trying to hide my hurts. I was trying to hide my sins. I was trying to hide these things that I was walking through. And God's like, I don't want that. Like, I want you. 
I want your heart. I want everything about you. And I already took all this into, like, I already took this into account. It's paid for. You're stressing and you're striving for something that is right in front of you. And when I truly understood that God loves me as his daughter, everything changed for me. Even if I didn't have the best example of a fatherly love here on earth, figuring out God's love for me and understanding that I am a daughter of the Most High has been the most beautiful thing that I have ever experienced that I could honestly probably cry about right now, which is so crazy. I never thought I would cry. But I just want everyone to know how loved they are. God sees you. He sees your mess ups. He sees your sins and he still calls you son. He still calls you daughter. He wants a relationship with you. He wants to be a part of your life. He wants to direct you. He wants to keep you safe. He wants to provide for you. So we've got to stop searching all these things high and low in the world when we can find them one place and in one person and that is God. God wants to be the ultimate provider and caretaker of your entire life so let him i promise it is the best decision you will ever make in your life because now when i come to god i come to god with a confidence i come to god with a boldness knowing that he moves on my behalf when i pray he starts to go to work even if my prayers aren't answered the way that i wanted them to be i know that they're the, they're answered the way that they needed to be and i have faith in that so i still bring everything to him i bring things to the altar i bring things that i really want and that's another thing if you're scared to bring something to god it's not because he's a mean person or you think he's going to take it away. You're scared to lose something that you have put in place where God is supposed to be. Anytime that I've been scared to bring something to God, it's mainly been a relationship. And that itself should tell you that it is something that you should give to God. That is every reason to give it to God. Because if there's part of you wanting to hold on to it and not bring it to God and give him permission to do whatever he wants with it, there's part of you not wanting to let it go because you want that and in the back of your mind, you know that if you bring it to God, he'll probably take it away. So give it to him. You can trust God knowing that if you give him something, he will keep it safe. He will protect it and he will allow it to be so fruitful and he will bless it or he will remove it and give you something even better. There's God is the God, like our God that we serve is a God of upgrade. So you can have faith and assurance knowing that when you bring him something, it's either going to be the thing that you need and he's going to keep it for you or he's going to bring you something better. Like God always makes things better. So give him your worries. Give him everything that's weighing heavy on your heart. Talk to him. Pray. And just have a relationship with him. Like I feel like we get so caught up in religion and doing this and doing that. And he don't want that. He don't like that at all. So just come to him and have a relationship with him and just love him and sit with him and go on dates with him and just do life with him because he's always done life with you and he just wants the same effort back and it's not even effort when you realize how amazing he is and what he's capable of doing in your life and the healing work both internally and physically that he can do. You can't find that in the world. So stop searching the world, find God, and you'll find love.
that's all I got for you guys. Per usual, went on a crazy long ramble tangent. Don't know. I always say I need to start like making notes and like making it more organized, but I kind of just like how the spirit takes me wherever it wants to go. So that's that. And my camera went all the way through. So I really think I'm going to post the entire YouTube video first time ever. So tune into that. I will drop my YouTube channel in the description. It will also be on my Instagram page. So yeah, I love you all. I hope you have a great, safe, and fun Memorial Day weekend, and we'll chat later.